go. Let's see. I'm going to record it on the computer today and see if I can play with it a little bit more. Boom shakalaka. Okay. So. What are we doing? You have a cold? Hold on. First, I want to finish what we were just saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I have been working outside for like the past week on various projects. Mm-hmm. And I, I have like some kind of combination, maybe cold, maybe extreme pollen, maybe overworked. Uh, like, and maybe I have been overindulging in other things. And my, my throat, and I've been coughing like a, a lot. So, yeah. uh, so I have this interesting thing going on. So that might happen a little bit. I'll try and mute if it does. The air quality has been kind of low lately. Have you gotten alerts for the air quality at all? Y- yeah. Air quality has been bad. And also pollen has been super high. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. So I, want, I wanted to talk to you. So today's like the Fit Quest rough draft. All right. And I, wanted, I wanted to see... Um, if we could talk about the hero's journey today a little bit in relation to fitness, and then you made up this awesome document and I'm trying to pull it up right now. <laughs> I I partially made this document. Yeah. That's for sure. Yes. You, uh, you organized this document and you may have had some help from your artificial intelligence. Yes. Yes. Uh, which is pretty interesting, man. Like, uh, have you been thinking about, uh, AI and chat GPT. I, I like, you know, we're talking about, everyone's talking about it right now. Should we talk about it? I'm done to talk about it. Yeah, that's true. That's right. Cause we haven't really gotten into it that much, but yeah, we're both geeking out on it. I was just talking to a client recently about how much I wonder in a few years, people are going to kind of come out and admit to using it. If that makes sense. So yeah. I think like in a few years, somebody can be like, hey, you know, all these amazing things that you've gotten from me, like I've used AI for 90% of that. Basically, like, yeah, right now they're just getting started, you know, but in a few years, we're going to get people kind of admitting to it in different ways that are super successful. Yeah, I'm almost positive. I'm, I definitely I'm pretty, pretty strongly about that. I definitely agree, uh, unless everyone realizes, I like, I think that you're right. And I think that's going to be the kind of like the boiling point, like the tipping point is when everyone starts admitting that they've just been using it this whole time, basically. Uh, because I, I see uh, like anything on social media, essentially. Uh, and then a lot of blogs and everything like that is is basically like in my eyes well i've told you i went on that experiment about not using social media and my my conclusion after that experiment was i'm not ever going to use it again <laughs> like because it's stupid and and like the stark people, difference the chat a stark people, difference a start of yeah yeah exactly right. exactly um and that chat gpt thing is going to for in my opinion it cheapens a lot of stuff over the next three years and in a way that chat GPT of course is a tool that like, so, so we, I've used chat GPT and it gives you like an idea, right? And then you can kind of change that to make it your own, but is that really original thought or anything? So it's hard to say, cause 
Okay, so I've been reading this book. Have I told you about this book? Maybe. The uh, the Steal Like an Artist? No, no. Tell me about it. No? Okay, so uh, let's see. I have it. I have it on my, I think I have it on Hoopla, which is an amazing app if you don't already have Hoopla. Yeah, the they like you can rent a book from the library or whatever. Yeah, and they got a giant catalog on Hoopla to, to rent from. Okay, so Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon, The Ten Things Nobody Told You About Being Creative. Okay. And it's just a really simple um, collection of quotes from different really successful artists. And then a breakdown of what that quote means in terms of like actionable steps you can take to oh. be creative. Okay. Yeah. Which, which makes sense. You know, like that's a, it's funny because you don't think of art so mathematical or logical, you know, but I think a lot of art is copying. Oh yeah. Basically. You know, and, and I even think is a, it doesn't feel strong enough. Like I almost know that art is copying and then putting your own twist on stuff. You know, like think of artists, a lot of artists that, you know, who start out covering other artists in terms of music, and then they put their own vibe on that music. And, and music executives, I know for a fact, like artists who are starting out, who are able to take known songs and put their own vibe into that known song. Oh, yeah. That's a, big, that's a big deal because it shows that they have that, they have that like mutating potential to take things that they're inspired by, but then put their own flavor on it. Sure. And that's basically what like is the creative process either consciously or subconsciously in a lot of people. So here's a, here's a quote. Um, let's see that I liked from Fran, you know, Francis Ford Coppola. Yes. Yeah. Famous director. Okay. He says, we want you to take from us. We want you at first to steal from us because you can't steal. You will take what you, what we give you and you will put it in your own voice. And that's how you will find your voice. And that's how you begin. And then one day someone will steal from you. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. So ChatGPT is basically just taking all the things you would steal, finding them quicker for you. And then it's up to you to put your own vibe on that or else it's going to be obvious that you just took from something else. Right. And now, see, I think that it's is... It's almost just making it faster in my mind. So, so, okay, so this is very true. And this is how, quote-unquote, original things have been created recently. But now, let me ask you this. Like, how how was art originally created? Like, like the first person who did a drawing, what were they drawing, right? Like, they were drawing nature... Like cave drawings? Because we, we could go back to, like, cave drawings... Well, anything. Right. Well, the the first like so. What is creativity? We're talking about creativity and now, right? In the past five hundred years, right. where where you have to like in order to make our civilization better, we're taking every bit of information that we've ever gotten and adding a little bit more, right? 
And like that, stand on the shoulders of giants type quote. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Right. And and that's kind of what you were talking about with the creative process. You take something that like a, a, a style, a vibe that's already there. And you. That, that, I would say it has to be a vibe. It does have to be something that you can. I don't want to say connect with, but like something that you. You enjoy or something that resonates with you. It's yeah. probably the best way I can say it. Like it can't be something because you got to be familiar with it in some way, you mm-hmm. know, and you have to, you have to enjoy it in some way that you can, that you can take what it is and you can bend it, you know, into, into the, the next iteration that, that becomes your thing. Sure. Sure. And I, I know, and I love that. And, and but but I want to challenge myself, and I've been challenging myself for this, and I want to challenge the world is to like to not look at any of that stuff, right? Right. Don't don't, don't step on the shoulders of giant or sit on the shoulders of giant. Make giants. your own thing, right? Like get rid, get rid of everything and and start. Well, because, okay, that's because I think though most people have already absorbed plenty. Okay, I like okay. So they like it's not that they they that they're not standing on the shoulders of giants in my opinion but but like they've stood on the shoulders long enough I think and you're saying like you've seen enough there's plenty of info out there like take a step back because you you haven't given yourself any time to generate anything of your own that that's interesting right like like uh do you get to a point where there's too much information and, yeah and then but so, well, that would be an interesting thing for the creative process. But we both have little kids, right? Like we're we're watching young kids grow up. Mm-hmm. They are fresh. They are blank canvases, right? And mm-hmm. like, so their creative processes are, are 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 well, they're kind of a product of their environment, but their their creative processes are brand new. And watching them create and from the ether is inspiring to us as people who have gone through years and years of of that processing and you're right you know maybe you get to a point where there's an information overload and you just have to kind of go do your own thing but that's kind of what i'm like our our civilization is going towards this point right that that we don't really know but the life itself it just goes and humans are trying to force it down this like path of who knows what, you know, uh, of like, we just want to make it better. We just want to make it better. Right. But what is better better for, for what? Right. And it's very particular. And are we doing the right thing for life, you know, human life itself, just because we're just trying to improve all the time. So taking that creative process and going back to the very beginning and, and creating these new paths of creativity is what I'm trying to challenge myself with and challenge anybody who's listening. I think the kids analogy is a, is a good analogy because there is so much like, look how creative they can be with so little information, you know, like even if, even if it's not completely a blank slate, like in terms of your genetics, maybe, you know, um, because you're, you're going to be more predisposed to pay attention to certain things maybe that people with different genetics may not pay attention to Mm -hmm. but like you it it proves the point that you don't need a lot of information to be creative 
Yes. Right. Like right. you don't, and and it's and there's definitely a there's definitely a a give and take to it, like a balance to it. I would say that right. is heavily favored on the side of less is more. I would say. Right. Right. And you lose, and you the more information there is a. There's an inverse relationship between like how much you learn and how easy it is to be creative. Right. 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 And so, and so let's circle back to this chat GPT, right? Chat GPT had, you know, it has all this information all of a sudden, and now it's in this one thing, chat GPT, even though chat GPT is whatever generative AI, it's like all these different things in one, but like now it's this one source of information that everyone's typing into. Even though you can create, you can create you, um, ChatGPT creates these different like uh, personalities or whatever. They're not you. And so now, so to me, social media is cheapened instantly over the next three, five years until they figure out, I don't know, filters or blocks or whatever. Because what you said earlier, in three years, people are going to admit that they've been using chat GPT and, and now all of a sudden the world's going to be like, well, what have I been buying? What have I, what have I been looking at? And all this yeah, stuff. Is it going to devalue? Yeah. You're going to have a devaluation uh, hard once you start getting those confessions. Right. Right. And now, now just look at the bounce back after that too, though, you know? The, so, okay. So and how back. is the devaluation? So the, does the chat GPT process, now, our topic for today was supposed to be the hero's journey. Right, right, now, right. Chat GPT coming into existence, uh-huh. and going through kind of what we're talking about. Right. Does does stuff like Chat GPT go through a, a, a hero's journey? Yeah. Hmm. Like their hmm. company, maybe, or and then also the product. And this yeah. is a very revolutionary product. You know, um, I think things that catch our attention must in some way, or at least we can envision it. Because I, I think the hero's journey is actually, this is going deep fast, but I think the hero's journey is actually a framework for our brain's operating system. Okay. And I think that uh, the way we commit things to memory and, and also recall memory and, and perceive, <laughs> basically so we can commit those things to memory, is framed in a story type of way and enthralling stories are the most enthralling stories tend to be a hero's journey type of story. Oh yeah. So things that are successful are almost successful in large part that we can put those things into a hero's journey or those things have been inserted in a way into our psyche as a hero's journey. And certain parts of the hero's journey really like triggers our like different parts of our brain to give different reactions and we really- just want to pay attention. Yeah. 
Yeah, because like there's there's lessons that will help us function in our environment that we learn in a very hero's journey esque way. Do you want to talk a little bit about the hero's journey? Like, yeah. Like what is it? Yeah. We're here. We're starting. We're starting it. What is the hero's journey? So maybe the, give some good context. The person. Do, do you know? Um, do you know what's his name? Campbell, Joseph Campbell. I had to read a book in high school. I think like Ghost in the Darkness or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he also, I think he also wrote a book called The Hero's Journey. Um, but he's the first person I think of. Is that the same? Okay. And um, and when we asked ChatGPT about this, it mentioned him almost immediately. Yeah, like he was kind of like the creator of it. Right, or at least of it in terms of saying in terms of identifying it and, and giving it a, a title, you know, yeah. hero's journey, like you can trace back to antiquity in terms of how we tell stories basically. But he, he realized or he popularized the notion of breaking it down into like categories that most of these stories go through in a very formulaic way to now, I don't know. I don't know if he suggests it gets into the way it gets into our brain. Like I was talking about earlier, but that's just, that's me thinking about the way I think about it basically. Okay. But yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch of different sections and they start with like, once you start, once you hear the titles of those sections, it makes sense to most people like, oh, yeah, this is like how a lot of these big um, epic quests and stories and and whatnot go through their storyline. And these are the themes that you see that are present when you when you go through them. And you can take a whole bunch of big movies and stories and popular um, popular stories and you can find these categories almost in order almost every time. Right. Right. And I've seen a couple different versions of like the hero's journey. I saw like a 12 step one. I saw like a 19 step one that has right. like very individual, very, like very specific things that happen in it. And right. really like what got through my mind was just like, yeah, like a lot of the big quest stories like uh, Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or anything like that. Like mm -hmm. you can really see, a lot of these things um, like happening through it. And because there's really only like six story types, I think, right? Like all like all movies and stories can be like put into like six different archetypes or whatever. Yeah, and Hero's Journey is is definitely is is one of them. Uh, right. You know, and a lot of my favorite movies and favorite parts of the movies are, are that Hero's Journey. And I wonder if it's because like you were saying earlier, that's just our built in natural kind of like psychology. And, and when the movie creators started creating these movies, then they, they saw that the things that affected humans the most were these things that were in the hero's journey. Yeah. It's and, hard to tell with like chicken or the egg a little bit, I would say. Right. Like did the movies start affecting, did the stories start affecting us or did, did it, was it just already in our head when they wrote it down that started that, that created it, you know? And then they were expressed through, through that, you know, you just need a medium to express that subconscious thought process. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, 
either either way i think that the individual parts of it are are like a little things that happen in life that are like core memories or like like things that happen to you that like stick with you forever and the parts of that hero's journey uh like each little part is kind of like one of those steps like not an epiphany but like a big deal in your life and those big deals and like little epiphanies and things like that i think are what really change you yeah yeah so I love the analogy of that movie. Sorry, I want, this would be really quick. Yeah, I yeah. have a good thought. The analogy of the, the there's this Disney movie, uh, and it is called. It's about all the emotions and everything. Do you know what Disney movie that is called? Yes, Inside Out. Inside Out. Yeah, Inside Out. They talk about core memories. Yes, and, uh, and like that's what I that's what I think about of of all this is because they go through a, a similar journey in that movie. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's what they're creating. They're creating all those core memories. And basically that is what builds, kind of builds you as an individual are like those big things that happen in your life. Okay. So that makes me think of how the hero's journey is, is a step-by-step process in the development of a human's psychology. So like the stages of uh, development that we go through as human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Piaget, Piaget, I think, or is the stages of development person from either that or that's like yes. a ge- geographical person, Piaget. Yes, stages of development. Four yeah. stages of development. Yeah. Right, cognitive stages of development. And um, I feel like the, the stages of development might be a really... I, I want to look at those two together, actually. Because Inside Out is all about like the inner psychology of the little girl, you know, and going through how she develops. Yeah. And that's a that's a very parallel it's it's very obvious that's a a hero's journey-esque story you know yeah and our stages of development that we go through it's it's fun to think of them like you being the hero of your own story you know yeah i and i almost wonder if you think of it more like that you're more likely to have a successful development psychological development it's it's interesting to think about like if you have if you if you're given the path you know in front of you and you kind of you kind of understand what's going on in your head like Mm -hmm. you you certainly might live a better life right like uh focus focus life for sure and you you might be able to I wonder if that's the evolutionary reason why we tell stories. Because it's advantageous. Yeah. It has to be advantageous in order to be replicated, right? Absolutely. I mean, like, you have, right, at what point, the stories are important because at the beginning of civilization, stories were the only way that information was passed along, right? And, uh, and so. Right. That's advantageous right there. Huh? Say that again? That's advantageous. That's advantageous right there. Yeah, I mean that that's because that you're the information. 
Right, right. right. And maybe those yeah. original stories were the birthplace of this, uh, of this, because those original storytellers who couldn't write anything down or anything like that, they had to keep people engaged. And, and this is just kind of the natural way to keep humans engaged. Right, because that's the way our operating system puts things into memory. I love it. I love it. So if if we right? so okay, if that's the operating system, then we could probably transplant that into a lot of different scenarios, right? So how does the right. hero's how does the hero's journey relate to like uh, the the fitness journey? Look, that was a nice segue. That was, that was great. great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you want to have a successful fitness journey and those things are true yeah. in some way, right? It'd be useful for you to have like a hero's journey-esque fitness journey. Yeah. Right? I mean, I would Okay, so now I think it's useful. So now I think it's useful to actually like talk about um the parallels basically in the categories and like go through them a little bit, okay. you know, cause in the heroes, in the hero's journey, um, you have the call to adventure. Okay. Uh, the refusal of the call. You have the meeting of a mentor. You have crossing the threshold threshold, the tests, the ordeal, the reward and the road back. And the return with the elixir. All right. Uh, at least in terms of the 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 uh, Chat GPT uh, brief overview that we that we made. And right. so when you're going through that in a health or fitness uh, goal journey quest, then if you take those and you put that in the context of like what is the what is the thing that's going to call me to adventure you know right what's the what's the long-term goal almost or the motivation so i'm 24 i'm 24 years old i'm 50 pounds overweight i don't have a significant other um i'm just starting a brand new job all right. What's right. my call? What's, and I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, you know, tired, but I'm only 24 years old. And yeah. so what's my call to adventure? Yeah. So I think the call to adventure has to be something strongly emotional. Honestly, I think, um, and the, and I think the younger you are, the more emotional it has to be. So, um, so when you're like 24, like yeah. so maybe maybe that was a bad example but say if you were 24 maybe you had a like a relationship for like 5 years yeah and, and then around it doesn't have to be smartly emotional it can just be like generally emotional yeah like i want to get like i want to get in good shape for like a new relationship or something like that yeah yeah or you know you have the pain of an old relationship or yes. or something like that would that be an example of a call to adventure i would say so Cause like for maybe me and you or like other people later, like a lot of people don't do fitness till they're like 40. Right. And, yeah. and what's the reason for that is usually like the doctors say, 
Like how many, how many clients, how many people have you talked to that are like 40 or 41 that say, man, I haven't been to the doctors in 15 years. And the doctors just told me that I need to start blah, 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 blah. And right. always exercise is one of those. Right. And yep. and that's a real, I think like eye opener for a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. So say they get that. Okay. And that's their call to adventure. And then they have this kind of like refusal of the call. You know, which is as representative of their like lack of motivation that they might have, because maybe that's not like a strong enough emotion, you know, because like that's like a that's a step on the path to the real emotion that's actually going to motivate them. Okay. 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 And they and so they're walking on that path basically, but the motivation's not as high as it needs to be. Cause that's usually how I feel like those situations end up going, by the way, like my doctor told me is right. like, is like a, is a little push, but like a very, it's a very small push. And then after that you meet a mentor. Okay. And that mentor is actually going to show you like what that, what that like end of that path really looks like versus okay. like a little step the doctor gave you the call to adventure basically now this this quote-unquote mentor character in the hero's journey mm-hmm. now uh i know what a mentor technically means but can that person be also both sides of it can can like so so you go to the doctor and the doctor says oh you got to uh you you need to start exercising and then you go see a 60 year old who is in great shape and uh you know had the same experience as you or you see a 60 year old who is in terrible shape had the same call to adventure but chose the opposite direction like like can both of those be at this point of the hero's journey i'm not sure if i completely understand so are you saying like a bad example or a good example could be a mentor yeah yeah i would say so I'd say so. Um, it's just the bad. Ex- mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, it's like it's like the old saying, like uh, it's you. Have, there's two sons of a father, mm-hmm. and the father's an alcoholic, and one son becomes an alcoholic, and the other son never drinks in his life. And, yeah, and and so I would just see that that the, I would just I'm just questioning. Yeah, I think you're flipping a coin when you go with the negative example. Okay. I think you're flipping a coin and then because I think you're going to be more likely I think you're going to be more likely to want to find a mentor who's done it the way you want to be done it and be successful with that mentor, but they're harder to find. It's easier to find the opposite of what you want and try to go in the opposite. <laughs> way to find what you want. True. Um, it's just that the your disposition, most people's disposition, like statistically speaking, is going to cause them to have more success with somebody that they can just follow the actual steps with. Right. Versus somebody who they're going to have to go the opposite way. Like those are more rebellious type of personalities, which are out there, I would say, but they're more the minority than the majority. If we're, if we're giving suggestions to the majority here, I would say most people are going to do better with the 
the person who looks and sounds like what they want to look and sound like. I like it. That those people are hard to find um, more than the other people are hard to find. And the other people who are hard to find um, will only work for a small portion of the population. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Okay. No, and I, and I see. I like. I love talking. I'm always. I'll tell you right now, Mike. I'm always gonna get try and give the opposite side. I like that though. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. You know, that's just kind of how I I like to think because you know you should have that opposite side. I think it helps pull the truth out more. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Like, cause from what you were saying, like my thought from what you were saying is that almost like if you meet the negative mentor that the cycle almost would start again. Like, cause so you would kind of go back to a, a call to adventure, like, because, because you're searching for these mentors and every time you see the wrong mentor, you're like, it's almost like that's a, your call. And yeah. like, you, get, you keep on getting these more calls of seeing these negative things that once you find that good mentor, then, then you're like, man, I've seen a hundred people who, chose the wrong path and now this guy this guy's who i want to be and then you follow that path yeah which i would say pretty much is falls in line with the whole it's harder to find the good mentor yeah you know and yeah and the way you find the good mentors by going through a lot of bad mentors right right Right. yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) sadly but like that's that's kind of like the physics of it in a way, you know, that's the mechanation of it. That's just like how it is like water is made up of H2O type of, <laughs> type of <laughs> you know, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Oh, well, so that's an interesting thing. What's the next step? Okay. Then you're crossing the threshold, which represents entering a new world of fitness, um, for example, or just a new world in general. So, once they meet the mentor, if it's the right mentor, they'll know because they'll start, the world will start looking different and they, the way they interact with the world will start feeling different, you know, in a way that, in a way that suggests they're taking another step on the path towards where they want to be. That's interesting. So like once you have, a uh like so like an epiphany or whatever have you like your your call yeah like an epiphany maybe not as strong but like a, a small epiphany and then you cross this threshold and then then you really start seeing things differently and uh and how long does it take for that to like sink in you think like does it like because how long like are these steps you think or they can they can vary like this from is why it's so important to know yourself i think yeah, it's so important to know yourself because if you don't if you don't know yourself well enough, you don't uh, you're not going to be able to hypothesize well, um, like how long certain things are going to take. OK, so um, some and 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 that's because you need to take you need to take into account um, Lewin's equation. <laughs> which is um, behavior is a function of the person in their environment. Okay. The behavior you're trying to create, okay, is um, 
going to progress at a rate that your personality, yourself, and the environment allows it to. Okay. And the better you know yourself and your environment, the easier it is going to be for you to make an accurate prediction about how you're going to progress. Interesting. There Interesting. you go. That's my, that's, my, that's my thought on the time span. <laughs> okay. So, when people so, ask me how many reps, reps between sets, this is what I say. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So for the crossing the threshold for the fitness person, that could be as simply as going to the gym. Yeah. Yep. All right. I'd say, well, go like going to the gym and like having a good workout or a better workout than you've had before. You know, something has changed. So, so, so if you've never worked out, one of one workout would be that big change. Say if you were maybe working out for a year and not seeing any results, then your change, your crossing that threshold would be maybe you talk to a trainer and they suggested to do ABC. And then, so you changed and doing that. Right. And that takes for the person who's been on this path longer or has a, like a, like a higher difficulty level that they're trying to get to on this path, it's going to take them like three, three or four weeks to cross that threshold where they, where the minor epiphany happens. You got to have that minor epiphany. Yeah. Yeah. So some people will have that minor epiphany. Um, yeah. Just walking into the gym and like, ha- and having a positive experience. It has to be positive. It has to be reinforcing. Right. 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 You know, for it to be considered crossing the threshold. And then you have to want, do you have to want to do it again? Like that's another habit habit. You have to get some dopamine, I think. think. Yeah. Yeah. You have to get get that little bit of drip, drip of dopamine. And that's not going to happen unless like those things we talked about happen. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Cool. And then test. Yeah. The test, the test. So allies and enemies represent the obstacles and challenges that individuals face in their fitness journey. So like plateaus, injuries, lack of social support. So when the, when the dopamine stops hitting as hard, <laughs> basically, and you are left to almost running on faith a, a little bit more, I would say. Right, right. Um, and you, you might, you might fail a couple times, right? You might, you, you meet some people who say, oh man, you're, you're one of those people who work out every day. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, you know, like things like that. Like I've heard of this called like crossing the chasm. Yeah. A little bit too, where, um, where if you are trying to do something new, and you've never done it before, there's going to be like this, this uh, chasm of unknown tests that you, that you have to go through. Right. And in a way, I sound, I sound like a cult leader when I say this, but like you, in a way, you know, you're in the right place then a little bit. Like it's a, almost an indicator that you're doing the right thing, you know? 
what it's just like both an indicator and not at the same time <laughs> right like because because really because it'll feel like they're put you're you're pushing back but yeah if you understand this what we're trying to say is that if you understand this hero's journey then you know that there's going to be these obstacles in your way right and unless that you have to go through these obstacles because you though they give you the valuable lessons that you need to enter to the next step of the hero's journey like so you have to have enemies you have to have allies you have to have these little tests or you won't even know you're there right right yeah like just think if you're working you know and you have your first big meeting and you know you have to do a presentation in front of like the ceo and cro and you know you've been working for 10 years and you know you know everything but you've never done this presentation and you know what do they call that imposter syndrome right yeah until you actually until you actually go and give that presentation and crush it and pass that challenge right because you might have failed a couple times before you get there but you don't know until you actually do it and then right. once you pass it, then you're like, oh, wait, I kind of did it. And maybe right. is that that like the next step of this hero's journey? What like where does that lead to? So, OK, so. That's a little bit. So. Yes. Um, and that's kind of like the ordeal, basically, which is the next step, which is like the actual performance, the 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 pinnacle a little bit where you where you have to like boss battle. You got to do the presentation you know, you got to lift the weight, you got to meet the standards that you set for yourself, all that kind of stuff. And that's the moment where if everything has gone well in your journey and you've, and you've gone through the steps for the amount of time that you need to go through them, like, and, and everybody's different and every environment is different. Um, and so the combination of those two makes the possibilities nearly endless. (laughs) But um, but there are gen there are like general rules for every different thing that people try to get better with these days. You know, unless you're in a category of one, someone else has done it before right. you. You right. know, so you need to need to try and figure out like what's the close. How close am I to that person who's done it before me? Sure, sure. So what uh-huh. is that? What is the great challenge? Like, what is the ordeal for the fitness person? Because you're you've already gone through your tests. You're mm-hmm. gone, you've walking through the chasm, you're walking through the cave and you're at this ordeal. So what is the fitness ordeal? So I was thinking about this a lot because I was thinking about like, uh, I heard a Alex Hormozzi quote about fitness being an infinite game. Oh, okay. I like versus it. a finite game. Yeah. So this is, this is a, this is a hard one, I think. And I think this is actually, I think this is actually unsolved to this point or not at least at the at at least at the popular level we haven't really had enough good examples i think of this honestly because um the reward is it's almost like saying like how long do you want that reward and then is is it really a reward then for fitness so you, the reward is going to be a long-term goal that becomes a short-term um, goal almost, you know? So like you want to maybe get off a of blood pressure medication, right? And you get off of the blood pressure medication. Right. 
you have to keep doing that after you get off the blood pressure. Like you can't just like get off the blood pressure medication and then stop doing the fitness thing. Right. You know? Right. So then you have then you have like this whole new process that you have to go through. And this is why people kind of like go through the hero's journey, I think, over and over. Right, right. Basically. Because once you get the thing, once you get the reward, once you get like off the blood pressure medication or you compete in some event, like uh, some people want to do like mud runs. Right. For example, they they have they have the road back, which is the next part of it. Yeah. Which I love that this is in the hero's journey where they have to, they have to maintain what they're doing. And then they have to tell every, they have to return like with those results, you know, yeah. with that no more blood pressure medication or with those new muscles. And then they have to continue and go back and then find a new hero's journey. Basically. <laughs> Well, well, that is the ordeal, right? The yeah. or, the ordeal in fitness is that, or like the reward in fitness is the understanding that fitness is not finite; it is infinite. Like there is no, there is yeah. no end to fitness. It's it's a cycle, right? Right. And you can yeah. you can do like like your big your big hero's journey to like understand why fitness is important to you is like one hero's journey. And then like fat loss could be a hero's journey and, and muscle building could be a hero's journey, uh, like all, all in one. And each one of those is like a, a different mini cycle almost. Right. There's micro, yeah, there's micro hero's journeys and macro hero's journeys, but that doesn't like, it's not meant to downplay it at all. they're not as life changing. Like when we say hero's journey, it, it really sounds like it's like a life changing thing. Yeah. Uh, but I like the uh, analogy of it being more like the operating system for your brain, uh, yeah. where, where you just keep on going into this this loop. There will be a couple of differences, right? But like every single little thing that you learn on that that fitness journey will be like a kind of a loop that you have to you learn these different steps every time. Right. Yeah, like once you go on the hero's journey, you have a lot more quests to complete, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's just the that's just the um more the shape of the quest or something like that. <laughs> what did you say? What did you say? More fit quests to go on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and look at that timing, by the way. Killed the timing today. I love it, man. I thought uh the hero's journey, I think it's it's a I mean I love what you said. Just to wrap it up, man, I love what you said about the hero's journey being like the operating system. Uh, after we talked about it, I really could see how using the hero's journey could be effective in almost all aspects. Of anything that you want to endeavor on, you can kind of uh, see yourself going through that hero's journey. Right. And it almost seems too simple at that point. Honestly, <laughs> Like sometimes I notice that and I'm like, damn it why don't I just put this in this process earlier? Like, why didn't I do this earlier? Basically a lot of times. Uh, and then, then you just jump, then the gut, then it comes down to maybe this could be our next episode. Then it comes down to like how to, um, decide what hero's journey or what quests, like what's the main quest? What's the side quests? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, man. Side quest? Can you have it once? You know. <laughs> well, uh, that's interesting because life really is simple, uh, and we we it's not easy though, you know. So, but it, we make it complicated. But really, the maps are in front of us already, and we just need to follow them and. Following a map is is simple, but it's certainly uh, not an easy task. Yeah, and especially if you have lots of maps. Too many I'm maps. children for a lot of maps right now that I have to follow. <laughs> <laughs> My brain is trying to follow multiple like child development maps right now. <laughs> exactly. Too many maps, man. We need to yeah. just I know, right? I just want the ult- the one ultimate map. <laughs> one map to rule them all. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Talk to you later. All right. I'll catch you later. Deuces. Deuces.